Hey everyone, it's Pascal. Welcome back to episode two of Diary of a Young Black Millennial. Um, hopefully you guys were able to listen to episode one. Um, and you were able to follow, subscribe, share, let everybody know about it. Um, cause I got some exciting news to share in this podcast, but anyway, welcome. Um, as you know, in this podcast, I'll be talking about how I am navigating my way through life post-grad. Uh, things you can expect in this podcast, I'll discuss, uh, either things I'm passionate about or things that have sparked my interest throughout the week. My main goal with this diary is not to only be informative, but to also inspire other young folks of color. Even though my intended audience are people of color, I want to welcome everyone from all walks of life to listen and hear the voice of a young black man. So without further ado, we're going to jump in today's episode titled, As a Millennial, Why Am I So Hard on Myself? So actually, I want to do something a little bit different. Before I jump into it, um, my week has been very interesting. A lot has happened. Um, I can definitely say it was a trying week, but overall, I made it through, and I'm here, and I'm able to make another episode. But anyway, uh, I don't know why I wanted to do that. So I, I just felt I should say how my week was. And I hope everyone else had a great week that's listening. Um, But yes, so jumping into today's main content. So why I came up with this title and why this is the topic I wanted to talk about is because I feel as though when I graduated college, the pressure that I had been putting on myself has been crazy. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what who told me or what it is or what it was but you know that's what this podcast will be about where I will break down and talk about the different areas that has affected me and caused me to put so much pressure on myself to achieve greatness and I've only been out of college for a year so I'm gonna start with my initial realization so I would have to say I started feeling I started noticing that no matter what I do what I would accomplish nothing ever satisfied me so you know getting an apartment straight out of covid um getting a job right during covid after graduating um getting a new car like none of these things was telling me like oh you did it like you should be proud of yourself something was still making me unsatisfied so i never really noticed it until 2021 when I moved out of the suburbs and I moved down to the city, closer to the city of Philadelphia, actually not even closer, in the city of Philadelphia. Um, and it's, uh, to some people, it's a luxury apartment. To others, it's a regular. To me, it's a, it's a nice updated apartment. Um, that didn't satisfy me at all. <laughs> I thought it would have, but it didn't. And I had gotten a great job at a well-known company that still didn't satisfy me um i still felt like i'm below the line of where i should be i'm below average um so i would never really notice that i've accomplished a lot until somebody would say oh wow that's like you've done a lot oh wow like 
you should be proud of yourself or oh wow you do a lot I don't notice these things until people say it. And even now when they say it, I still say like, oh, thank you. But to me, it's not good enough. So the actions I took once I realized, I was like, all right, what's causing these things? And I noticed first, you know, it's, I feel like everyone says it's social media. Um, and I want to title this little bullet point, Strangers Success. So we all have friends on Instagram. We all follow a bunch of people, a bunch of influencers um, and stuff like that. And I would see the, the pre-meds who got into med schools, the pre-law who got into law schools, the, the people who just have a passion for um, cooking, making their like little cooking reels or cooking TikToks or um, people who like to sing and post their videos about it you know everyone's posting their talent and their passion and you know they're getting a lot of views they're getting a lot of traction they're getting they're being successful from that and externally I'm happy for them truly very happy um, my I have a couple friends who have businesses uh, and I sit there and I like you know I share I repost and I'm so happy for them. But internally, I think deep down subconsciously, I take that in and I beat myself up about it. And I tell myself, uh, why, why aren't you finding your talent? Where's your talent? You need to broadcast your talent. You need to put your talent on the line. So subconsciously, I'm arguing with myself and I'm telling myself, well, I don't have a talent like that that needs to be broadcasted. I don't know what it is. I I don't know how to find it. So um, that's one point, which is social media that has kind of built the pressure uh, that I have on myself, family and friends. Now this is a big one. Um, and I would have to say a few months back, I was on my way to Dorney Park and I was discussing how I realized the people around me really do affect me. And I had to take a moment to realize I had friends who um, are in med school. I have friends who are engineers. I have friends who have their PhD. I have friends who are graduating grad school and becoming physical therapists. Um, I have friends who are real estate agents. I know people who um, are preachers and pastors, wrote, wrote books, wrote songs, created an album. And I have friends who are therapists. <laughs> so it's like, I have all these people who are working hard and being successful. And in a sense, like I've been friends with them before they got to that point. But it's also, I got to a moment where I'm like, well, I wanna be at the level that they're at. And somehow I keep looking at where I am where I am physically and mentally, and I'm like, okay, that's not good enough though. Like, what are you? You're just the lab assistant. Like, <laughs> where are you, when is your title gonna come in? And um, I know someone who I assumed was the same age as me. I thought he was 24 years old and to be honest I was I was literally like pushing myself extremely hard because I thought he's 24 got married has a house has two cars 
two dogs well now three and I'm just like oh my goodness like that's where I want to be well that's where I wanted to be when I was 24 and come to find out (laughs) I think he's 20 or 29 I don't know but come to find out he's a little bit older and he's had more time and that just showed me like you need to stop comparing yourself to other people and I thought it was healthy because it was like a I look, it was a more so of a, I'm proud of you, I'm happy, and I'm like seeing what I could take in as advice, but uh, I wasn't taking that, subconsciously I was not taking that as an advice. That was eating me up alive. <laughs> um, and then family, uh, my mom's been a nurse for 20 years, my dad has been a business owner for X amount of years, um, and they were the ones who showed me, you know, work, 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 and you'll reap the benefits of that. And it's just, I I just kind of felt like when I went to college, you know, I had the opportunity my parents didn't have. So it's kind of like, okay, make sure you are something that they can brag about. Make sure your accomplishments is something that they can brag about because they've worked so hard and they invested in you So make sure it's something that they could say, like, yeah, my son is this. You know, all my, you know, disrespect from the workplace and all of that, I did that also. My child can have a leg up in society. All these things that I just said are all internally, subconsciously, I'm piling up. And, um... Going back to my parents, they were one of the reasons why I believed a nine to five wasn't so bad. So why I say this is because in college, high school, I never fully did a nine to five because you know, I'm in school, I was a student. So I was always doing part time. I never really thought it was a bad thing waking up, going nine to five. And still today, it's not a bad thing to do a nine to five, but here's why I thought a nine to five was okay. It's guaranteed money. It's financially smart. You don't have to beg and plead and make sure you get sales to get to make money. You show up, you do the work, you come home, you get a check. And I think personally myself and a few other millennials, because I can't really speak for all of us, but baby, when, when millennials see baby boomers who are CEOs, executives, uh, co-direct, co co-directors we're all like okay so they started from the bottom and like the baby boomer set the example of yeah we started from the bottom of the corporation in the mailroom secretary and then we worked our way up from supervisor to assistant supervisor to manager then manager to co-director then it's just they showed us how we built our way up and I feel like me myself I got to a point where I'm like, okay, I'll start from the bottom too. And then now that I'm at the bottom, I'm like, I don't want to waste the next five years begging and pleading and trying to show myself in order just to get to the top and be uh, a director or executive director. So I'm trying to figure out what, the whole thing about that to me, it doesn't seem right. There's something about 
having to start so low just to get to the top and wasting so many years when I personally feel as though train me to be at the top and I can excel exponentially or not even just start me off at the top start me just behind the top start me as the co-director because it's just I don't know I just don't know why starting at the very 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 bottom and having to fight everybody tooth and nails just to get there but I'm going on a little tangent so let me pull myself back um so that's just how I feel about the whole nine to five mindset and now I'm kind of how I feel about nine to five is it's financially it gives you a peace of mind financially and uh, I've tried the business route and I would have to say side businesses is more for me if I had a main business and that was my main source of income I think that's the part that doesn't appease me because it's you have to put a lot of dedication in side hustles side businesses that's for me I can put uh, 25, 35, 45% of my time into the business and let it grow. Um, so that's kind of just my little spiel on nine to fives. But anyways, going back to the original family and their influences on my, on the pressure I put on myself. Um, another family member is my aunt and her husband. When I tell you these two individuals are so successful, uh, how they met, they both met as registered nurses um, they, first of all, they, they dated for six years and then they got married. So that all together, happy couple, beautiful couple, love them. Um, but yeah, so they started off as RNs, then they both went back to school together. They got their BSNs, then they both went back to school again, and now they became nurse practitioners and they reside in the most affluent neighborhood in, uh, Atlanta. Oh, excuse me, in Georgia, um, just outside of Atlanta. It's so beautiful. And again, though they showed me the effects of, hey, you start from the bottom and you work your way up. Um, and also it's just like their status, how hard they work. So all these people around me, it's just, I'm trying to think like, all of that, all their successes, all their accomplishments, outwardly, I'm happy. In my head, I'm also happy. But there's something subconsciously that keeps whispering to me, but you're not at that level yet. You have all these successful people around you. What have you done successfully? Are you doing anything successfully? Are you working to do anything successful? And... I feel like that's why I felt nothing I do, small accomplishments, ever felt satisfying. Um, and I also have an older sister who's, uh, who, she resides in uh, Florida and she's a talk show host, a mom, a socialite, event planner, anything you need done, you name it, she'll do it, market it, and perfect it. And <laughs> it's just like perfection. No, I don't want to say perfection, but um, hard working, dedication, motivation runs in my family's blood. I don't know if that skipped me because sometimes I feel like it does. <laughs> but 
yeah, so these things, I these people, family and friends, I've surrounded myself around social media. I, I, you know, I'm always on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook every day in the afternoon, lunch breaks. So it's inevitable I'll run across these things. And I feel like all of that has affected my way of thinking. And that's how, <laughs> that's how I realized I've had so much pressure on myself. So what do I do to work on this? How do I work on this? How do I stop? I think that's a challenge in and itself and that's something that I have to take time to figure out because I'm not going to cut off all these people from my life these are genuine friends these are family these are people that I talk to these are people that I share share things with these are people that before the realization never affected me emotionally but when I sat back by myself and I looked and I realized it's something that I'm doing that's taking in their success and affecting me negatively. So I started to realize again and I asked myself, what do you want? Where do you want to be? How successful do you want to be? Why is being so successful important to you? So uh, going back to the first question I asked myself, what do I want? Or I think I said that. <laughs> what do I want or who, or who do I want to be? I want to be able to inspire and help. And I know I talked about in the last uh, episode how that's why I thought healthcare would be the perfect field for me. Um, no. I don't think me helping people, inspiring people, and making, a, making an impact in their life is going to be through healthcare. I strongly believe, especially after prayer and just taking time to do the research and seeing where I could go, I believe that social work will be the field where I'm able to inspire, impact, and make a difference in someone's life. Um, so plainly being a therapist, but there's more to it. Uh, that is my long-term goal, is to become a therapist. The reason why I say this, and I'm saying this because I want to look back and hear that I declared it. I want to be a therapist because when I had counseling in college, I had a counselor who allowed me to sit down and stop. He made me look at myself from that moment all the way to when I was a child. He made me realize all the experiences, all the interactions I've had, made me the person I am when I was sitting in front of him. And as a college student, at that age, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, when you're in college, you are figuring out who you are. Who you were in high school, yeah, by all means, you could be that same person, take them into college. But I'm pretty sure a good 85 to 90% of students who go to college, they really do some redefining of themselves. They really, they really dig deep into themselves and say, this is who I'm going to be. And that's what I did. And at that moment, I didn't realize I was changing into someone else. Um, 
And I believed having that counselor, having that guidance, understanding who I am, helped me tremendously in the friends I picked, in um, the environments I put myself in. And when I would have a reaction to something that happened to me, I understood why it either harmed me or made me feel some type of way. So I want to be that person to someone else. And to me, that's a hero. Point blank period. I don't care what anyone has to say. Being a therapist to somebody else, I truly believe they're a hero. Now, the reason why I did not want to take the psychology route, the, uh, you know, getting a master's in counseling is because I don't want it to stop just at the seat. There's so much more I want to do. Community involvement, community events, um, panels, conferences, uh, just like one-on-one. There's just like, there's more to just the therapy. And that's how I feel I'd best be used in society. And that was, and that's the thing, guys. That's the thing that's the most important to me. I know I have a purpose and I know I have a lot of talent, skills, and characteristics that I can bring into society. But every job that I've held in healthcare limited almost all of it. And sometimes I'm just like, I'm using like 5% of my talent, 5% of my skills. I have the mindset to plan an event. I have, actually, let me scale it back and I'm gonna give it to you just by adjectives. Um, let me not embarrass myself, but creative, intuitive, um, and what's the word? I'm drawing a blank. Ooh, uh, and uh, problem solving. Those three things. I could sit here and talk about in detail why those are my characteristics, but that'll be too long and I'm pretty sure you don't want to hear too much of that. But definitely those three big qualities of mine, I need to have I need to use that. And I feel like those that's my purpose in in society. Um, but going back to what I'll do, it's a diary, so <laughs> I guess right now, right here, right now, we can come up with some solutions. Uh, I actually know this one solution I've tried that I think it's a basic would be to limit my time on social media. I already do in a sense, like I don't, I used to go in college, I used to go on like uh, big influence, big influencers, Instagram accounts and, you know, go through all their stories, see what places they go to, see if I can afford to even travel there. I don't do that anymore. I literally, family and friends, I just look, see what they post, like what they post, watch some Instagram reels, and that's it. TikTok, again, <laughs> just, I look, I watch the comedies. Uh, so, and that's the thing, like, there's no solution to it. I think, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I burped and I did not mean to do that, I'm so sorry. But, I think the main thing you need I need to do is one remind myself that I'm applying too much pressure two 
make a vision board. I think that's what I need to do. I need to make a vision board. I need to post up and see what my vision is, how I want my vision to be, and, well not vision, future, how I want my future to look, what I would like, just how I would like to be in the future. So I think if I have that, that gives me a steady and clear route instead of waking up every day and knowing, hey, this is where I wanna be down the road. But looking back, there's no there's no path. I think creating a vision board will create a path. And that way when the pressure comes and I'm telling myself, hey, um, where's your success? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, where are we? Like how, like where are we on the scale of being successful? I could look at that vision board and say, hey, well, yeah, I'm in the process of doing X, Y, and Z, and that'll get me to A, then I gotta do X, Y, and Z again, it'll get me to B, so it'll take some time. And time, another thing, patience. I need to give myself some patience. I have only been out of school for a year. I need to relax and enjoy these times. Um, the past two weekends have been very interesting, but I could say I've had fun. I've enjoyed my time. Uh, I've been able to really enjoy being 24. Um, one thing about it, when you graduate college and you're making the decision to either stay out where you lived, move to a different state. Here's my advice. And of course, everybody's different. People are introverts, people are extroverts, you know. Here's my advice. You can take it with a grain of salt. Graduate college. Move. I would suggest moving into the state that you graduated from. Don't move out of the state. I would move into the city of the college you you know graduated from get a nice little apartment uh if you can't afford it live by yourself if you're kind of like eh, i can afford it but i'd rather save that money and use it elsewhere just get a roommate um and definitely go on facebook check for any uh Facebook pages for like, so in my city, there's a 20s and 30s social, Philadelphia socials. So it's like everybody in their 20s and 30s uh, that live in the city. Uh, you just like, you know, they'll post like, hey, we're having like a brunch outing or a tennis club outing or we're all going to go see this art show. So I haven't yet been to any events simply because like I still have my friends in the area that graduated college and most of them lived already in the city. So I didn't necessarily need to attend any events, but definitely that page would be perfect if you move to a whole new city and you don't know anybody. Um, but yeah, so checking social media to join pages and go to any activities that are in your area. Um, and the reason why I'm saying to stay is because you already know the area, you already know the restaurants, the lounges, the clubs, the bars, the, the, the parks, the churches, like you already have your circle. So give yourself a year or two after. You could definitely leave, give yourself a year at least. 
And after that year is up, go to a different state and start all over. Me, um, I stayed here. I decided to stay out here because I knew the city. Uh, I knew a couple corporations that I wanted to work for. Um, and just all around, I had friends still out here. So I was kind of like, it would make sense for me to stay out here. So I did that. And um, yeah, the last two weekends, and I have to say a few weekends before too, I've been just taking time to just enjoy being young. And uh, my older sister told me, she said, you're only 24, stop being so hard on yourself. Um, and that kind of inflicted this title. Uh, she said, if I can do it all over again, you know, I wish I was 24 where I had more time to try things and, you know, do this. Try that restaurant you saw on TikTok. Take that vacation that they said was only $700 per person. And if you got no friends or the friends that you want to go with don't have the money, do that solo trip. Try at least one solo trip. Now, I don't want to be a hypocrite. I personally am afraid of solo trips only because... I, okay, I'm going to be honest. I have a fear that if I do a solo trip, it's going to be amazing that I don't have anyone to share that moment with. I know, I know, I know. It sounds weird and it sounds dumb, but I just love sharing good moments with people. So I do need to change that. So that'll be another task that I have on myself. Uh, I definitely am writing this and I'm trying to write it quietly so you don't hear me write. But I wrote down a couple tips for myself, which is remind myself I'm only 24, have patience. Second, do a solo trip, start small, go to a different state by yourself for the weekend. Um, and yeah, so what was I listing? Oh yeah, do that solo trip you saw on TikTok, try that dish that you saw on Instagram, Okay, you know, try that hairstyle you you were a little self-conscious about. Try that outfit that you feel maybe not, maybe may not fit you, your personality, or maybe you feel self-conscious about it. Put it on, try it, love it. Um, and I say this because time, our time here is not guaranteed. And you don't want to waste your time on earth doing everything by the book and oh, I'll wait till this, or I'll wait till here, or I'll wait when, I'll wait to go travel when I get that good group of friends. If you're a girl and you're listening, don't wait to get your group of, don't wait until you find that group of girls so you can do Sunday brunches with and be all cute with. Take yourself to brunch, okay? Even if you, if even if you wanted a group and you got that one other friend, take her and go. Or if it's a guy, take him and go. Um, and if you're a guy or a girl and you're listening to this and you have a significant other and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm waiting for him to take me to this restaurant I saw, take yourself and go. All right, stop waiting. And if it's because they're just generally busy, cool. Still take yourself and go. And then next time, take them. Because it'll be, it'll be nicer if you went to this beautiful restaurant and then you take your significant other and you're like yeah get this this is good get that that's good you know it's kind of you but anyway um 
or if you're not in a relationship and you're single and you're a guy because i know i didn't say anything for guys yet still take yourself out all right you know (laughs) i'm just a huge advocate for treating yourself and i know sometimes i go overboard and i'll say treat yourself and i'm walk into the mall and I leave the mall with like six or seven bags but <laughs> all around treat yourself you know because at the end of the day if you're not going to treat yourself number one how do you expect people to treat you well if you're not taking care of yourself if you're not putting your health first if you're not putting your emotional and mental state of mind first why in the world do you expect your friend your family your significant other to respect any of that for you because people watch you people see you if you don't take care of yourself why on earth are you expecting someone else to do that to you um ooh, let me step down on my little <laughs> soapbox preacher box but no i was just it just hit me because i remember at times you know people would speak to me in any type of way, people will say anything to me. I'm not talking way in the past, like pre-college, like freshman year, sophomore uh, year of college, and then like high school. Like I would wonder, like why are people talking to me any type of way? And it wasn't until I started counseling when I realized, number one, I allowed people to talk to me any type of way, and I thought, oh well, I'm a nice person, so. They, I just allow them to be themselves to me. It's not them disrespecting me. It's just that's who they are. No. If one thing I've learned after graduating working in the uh, in the real world is that people know how to talk to you. People know how to talk. People know how to be respectful when they want to. People know how to speak to you, not at you. Um, it's, it's their choice. Because me... If I walk into a room and I see a supervisor, hi, good morning, how are you? That's just that. If I walk into a room and let's say for an example, it's a coworker and they're leaning back in a chair, smoking, drinking, just being unprofessional. Hey, good morning like you're presenting yourself in an unprofessional manner you're being unprofessional you don't care so why am i going to take the extra step to you know show the respect you know what i'm saying anyway i don't i think that was confusing what i said but that's neither here nor there um so yeah summarizing what we talked about today um the pressure that i applied on myself as a millennial has been heavy. It took a toll on me emotionally. And we pretty much spent the time figuring out what was causing that. And it turns out it was social media, the friends and the family that I surround myself with. And it's not that they were toxic or anything like that. It's just they've reached their level of success. And you know, if they're listening, they're probably like, Pascal, what are you talking about? I don't feel like I'm where I want to be. I actually want to be higher than where I'm at. But that's just how I see it from the outside looking in. And somebody from the outside looking in that's looking at me could probably be saying the same thing about me. Like, oh, I wish I could be 24 living in an apartment in the city with their with their best friend, driving a nice car, working at 
working at a great company, but that's why we don't want to compare ourselves. Um, but yeah, so we talked about family and friends and social media being being in the effect to the pressure that I've applied to myself and how I'm going to work on this. Reminding myself, be patient. Um, understanding that things do take time and creating a vision, vision board. Uh, and... If you guys haven't done so yet, uh, follow me on Instagram and on TikTok. Um, my Instagram is exclusively PG, and my TikTok is rated PG here. Um, I'm thinking I'll create a vision board and then post it on my Instagram. I don't know yet. Not sure how I'm gonna do go about that, but definitely I'm excited to put that on my to do list. <laughs> uh, if anyone knows me, I have a to do to do list. Um, outside of work, my like personal life to do list always keeps growing because I always focus on my work to do list first. But anyway, um, yeah. So vision board, patience, understanding. That's just uh, my way of resolving so that's all today for today's episode on as a millennial why am i so hard on myself um i thank you guys for listening i hope this episode was also understanding and i wasn't all over the place uh i try to write a script uh in a sense of like an outline so i keep on track on what I'm talking about so I apologize if this was all over the place and you're like what the heck is he saying um but I definitely enjoy doing this and I feel like every week uh right before the week starts I get to just (sighs) release and talk and yeah and I I hope there's someone out there that's kind of going through the same thing I'm going through if that's you shoot me a DM um, or send me an email. My email is us at gmail.com. And yeah, so stay tuned next week um, for episode three. And yeah, have a great, have a great rest of your Sunday. Um, oh, well, I, if you're listening to this, it might not be Sunday. <laughs> but I hope you guys have an amazing week and um, I'll catch you guys next week. Bye.